Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome back to part three of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Okay, so enjoy part three of the podcast. I actually kind of want Richard Norton to take over. He might do a better job. Yeah. Open yeah, the borders. He might. You know? Yeah. I'm for I'm Team Norton. <laughs> Team Norton. <laughs> Team Zamir. So then we get, uh, after the talk there, Richard Norton gets up and does his little, he has to pull out the sigh, because that's his thing. Yeah. Goes out and does his little spinny sigh move. He tries to hold Princess uh, Rubali's hand, and she doesn't want to. And Hey, because they're now uh, betrothed to get married. So Zamir is supposed to marry Rubali, even though Kurt already boned her and she wants him. Yeah, so we go back to her father, Mel Brooks, being an asshole because he just he just fucking said his daughter's marrying this guy and she has no say. So yeah. again, Hooray! fuck him. Fuck that guy. Fuck the con. We get our first shot of Thorg coming in here. Actor this guy's fucking massive. Bob shot as Thorg. Yeah, he is jai friggin' gigantic. Pretty shitty actor. Oh, not a good actor. No, not a good actor at all. But I mean, that's like that's ninety nine percent of the people in the movie. Like, well, yeah. Like even when he's walking in and waving to the crowd, you're just like, man, this guy is like, this guy's practically no selling his own shit. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> there's a ton of people, ton of extras in this scene. There's a lot of the big party. We're basically at a Renaissance fair. Like, there's yeah. li- literal jester hats in the background. Yeah, yeah, like it's so fucking. It's really so and all fucking the, lame. All these guys have these fucking sheep herder hats, like Khabib Nurmagomedov's hat. So then Richard Norton, as he does his little side dance here, he pulls him out. He looks good, man. He's he's pretty ripped. He's in his he's in peak Richard Norton form here. Yeah, as he's flipping the side around, does his little thing. Everybody's clapping. Hey, Zamir, you're awesome. Hey, and then he throws them both. Yeah, and sticks them in the wall right next to Kurt, right next to Jonathan. And he doesn't flinch but at all. Jonathan doesn't flinch. He doesn't blink. Like, not a thing. Um, I don't know if that was an effect. Because there's a lot of shit in this film that's really dangerous. Like, yeah. there's there's a thing later where he fucking ducks behind a tree. And then, like, nine yeah. arrows yeah. fucking hit the tree. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then he comes running out. But the arrows are still wobbling and vibrating. And I'm like, fuck. They shot like, those. Usually... 
usually you can see a cut, but I'm like, I bet you that motherfucker was literally just hiding behind the tree, hoping that shit didn't go sideways, um, <laughs> and then stepped out because one of the arrows is vibrating and it never it never gets fucked up. Which of course, if they were to cut and he were to go back in behind the tree, like you'd see that. But it, I think they basically just shot fucking nine arrows at the tree and asked him to hide behind it. Like I think they really shot arrows in his direction. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Hundred percent, and that's we get actually one of the best lines in the movie there, where Norton comes over to take the sigh out of the wall and he leans in and basically says like, "You must understand, she's mine. It's not over yet. So put your hardware back in your pants." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put your hardware. It's pretty fucking good. He's talking about his dick, so it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> So then Kurt kidnaps the, the overly make-up to no-tongue bitch and says, Take me to Princess Rebelli. Blah, blah, blah. Finally, he, he sneaks through the, the, the little mansion here with his knife up to her throat, uh, kicks the ass out of a couple ninjas, and gets to Rubali. And she is trying to tell him, Hey, man, don't fucking do this game tomorrow. Like, you're going to get killed. This is bad. Like, nobody makes it out of this. And gives him the little speech about that. So, Yeah, they basically say that there's... There's a group of uh, people in the country they call the Twenties, who are the people that want their country to join the 20th century and not have hunting and arranged marriages. You know, the hunting of human beings and fucked up crazy asylums filled with people that, you know, just murder for no reason. All so, the horrible shit her father does. All the, all the horrible, horrible shit that her father does, because her father's a piece of shit. <laughs> So she realizes that, like, he's in danger because the 20s obviously want him to win, but the people in power yes. don't. Like, her father doesn't. Her father wants the status quo. Zamir obviously wants to overthrow her father or do with Russia. He doesn't want any of that shit. He wants all these people to die, and he's cheating the game to make that happen. So well, she's freaked see, out the for thing, The thing is that I, I, I wanted to save this to the end, but it seems poignant right now. To, to bring it up. So basically the there's there's people in this country that are suffering because the Khan is a piece of shit. Yeah. When Jonathan Jonathan ends up winning the award and getting whatever favor he wants. Yep. And and he gets the Star Wars station put in the country, but nothing else. Like he does nothing to help the people. Nope. Like at all. They're they're still gonna live in barbarism, but they're just gonna have a fucking US satellite Military station. Base. As as a, as an early warning system in case the Russians nuke us. Okay, well yeah. that's fine. But like it would have been more interesting if he had said, you know what, I'm going to ask my favor to release the people from you know the barbarism. Like it would have been an interesting choice, right? But they but but it's not like it's, it's not. not. He basically lets all the people continue to suffer uh, through this feudal time barbarism and he fucking does nothing to help the princess or the people and by the way suck it because the military base is here to protect the u.s not you yes. people well it's not even a military base it's a military satellite station place yeah. so they can watch a satellite in case the russians fire nuclear missiles at the united states and i know this is 85 so that was on everybody's mind but at the same time none of the characters in this film are helped in any way shape or form no. At all. No, not at all. So now we get the, the beginning of the game here. I need to quickly address the ninjas in the courtyard with the fucking Devo hats because... Oh, dude. 
the hats look like they're made by the same kids that made the paper mache map of the course outline. Literally, they're made by school children, like they're paper mache hats. They are literally red gloss, and you could tell that they were in a hurry because some of them actually have leather. Yes. They're Inside. painted leather with with metal, and <laughs> some are just fucking shiny Devo. They they actually look plastic. It's fucking awesome. And if you watch and them in the background, ninja. some of them just look fucking bored. They're like, oh. Yeah, they're just sitting on their horses with the thing. Fuck but they're not even wearing, like, traditional ninja-type masks because they've got that cross piece that goes down so yeah. their eyes are separated. Yep. And they look so fucking cheap because the eye holes don't match up, like in Django, when he's like, <laughs> yeah. ah, fuck, hold on, I'm fucking with my eye hole. And then they cut them so big, right? That's what these guys look like. Like, they were all mismatched, so they just cut huge eye holes because... It fucking looks ridiculous. I need to ask you a question because I'm looking through the crowd here. How many people in Yugoslavia have one eye? Oh, there's a lot of people with issues in this film. Like, <laughs> right? I, like, you know that they cast, like, they specifically cast people who are missing eyes or, you know, have like, a note, like, gin blossoms all over their shit. nose. Yeah, they got, like, fucking seven teeth. Like, it's a rough crowd. It's a rough-looking crowd, man. Yeah, it's like the, the, the pan of the crowd from Enter the Dragon. Yeah, yeah, All at the dudes. end. And it's the, the, the more it pans, like, the worse they get. The worse, like, yeah. oh, oh, gee, oh, goddamn. So, yeah, they start the runoff here. Kurt trips and uh, Thorg kicks him in the face and takes off. So Kurt is now officially in last place of this race ostensibly going to be the first to be caught by the pursuing barbarian horde led Man, by Richard. I don't Moore. know, like let me let me just ask you this, because on my second watch of this, yeah. I'm like, right out of the gate, I mean, there's a part of me that would be tempted to just fucking lay on the ground and cover myself with leaves. Fuck yeah. So the horses basically just run past. Cause like who would be stupid enough to hide in the first hundred meters of this fucking course. <laughs> right? right. And then, and then like everybody rides past you on horses and then yeah. you can just kind of leisurely go and just pull like, up the rear along your way. Yeah. Just, just pull up the rear. Cause now you're behind Richard Norton. Yeah. You're behind the fucking ninjas with the Devo hats. Yeah. And you could just fucking go at your own stealthy little pace. You go into that dried cornfield and you hang a sharp Rico. You go to the far edge of the cornfield and just lay low for an hour. Yeah. And then you yeah. just come out and take a nice stroll through the rest of the course and you're golden, baby. They legitimately on horseback do not search the cornfield. No. They basically just break right through it. Yep. Straight I would line. let those motherfuckers pass me. I would risk it. I would let those motherfuckers pass me. Hell yeah. Because then you could just take people out from behind. It's not like these, you know, black Devo ninjas are like master yeah. combatants or anything. Like they're getting taken no. out by <laughs> no. everything that touches them. Yeah. And they get taken out by a. By a gymnast, like, quite easily, so. Uh, yeah. I, I like how Jonathan's father was, like, a special agent that couldn't make it, but they recruit Jonathan because he's really good at the parallel flipping. bars. At flipping. Yeah. yeah. He's really at good flipping. on the rings. He could probably get him, we could probably get him to do some stuff, right? Right, <laughs> yeah, guys? Exactly. You want to yeah. send the Black Star Ninja? No? Really? We're good with him? Okay. All right. We're going to use him to train, though. Yeah. The most important thing here is core strength. Like, that's <laughs> that's been... That's canon. Grip strength and core, core strength. strength. That's all we really need. So then we get... The uh, the contestants now get to the rope climb. And they start... Cl and again, no knots in the rope. High. 
up a okay. cl- up a fucking cliff. I will say how very fucking impressed I am because it actually looks like Thorg climbs a good portion of the rope. He damn and sure he does. He is fucking massive. Yo, he's two eighty if he's a pound. And he seems to be pulling himself up completely unaided at the beginning of that climb. So I was very impressed with him. But now, a couple of these guys get up on the wall, and the ninjas now shoot one of the the, the, the contestants here next to Kurt on the wall, just like before. But now, Richard Norton's not mad at the guys. No, he's saying, fucking go for it. Kill these guys. And then he goes... The torch. Give me the torch. And he lights fucking Kurt's rope on fire from the bottom. Yes. As he's climbing it. Which, you know, good move. I'm in. He just waited too long and Kurt actually makes it to the top. I wonder, like, I wonder if a rope would burn like that, one that was outside. Because, no, I you know, it. you'd say it would have some fucking moisture in it or some shit. But I don't know. I don't know. I've never actually tried to do this to a human being. Um, you know, set a rope yeah, on fire as they were as they dude. were climbing up. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, Jonathan makes it. Jonathan makes it to the top. The fire effect is really good when he's laying on the ground and the fucking that's because it's real fire. They lit that shit on yeah. fire. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, the fire effect is really good. No, no, it's it's. It's because it's fire. They're in Yugoslavia. There's no rules. They just lit the fucking forest <laughs> <Yeah>. on fire <laughs> they, to make the they do, stupid they fucking do. movie. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a couple ninjas waiting at the top. Kurt, if you'll notice, when he, he's got that bow-legged gymnast run. Yes. But he's fast as fuck. Yeah. He, he's real quick when he runs. Like, he's obviously a super athlete. There is a dude who looks Eastern European wearing like a fucking sweatsuit that takes a, it's got to be the biggest fucking spear in the world. <laughs> like, I don't even know. It's comically large. That's the guy like, that looks like Emo Phillips. Large. Yes. Yeah. Emo <laughs> Phillips gets a fucking spear in the back. Like, Oh yeah. Like that episode of Star Trek when those monsters uh, came in. But when they get to the uh, crawl across the rope, John Barrett Grabs up there, puts his ankles on there, and he is boogieing across. He hums man. across he this rope. Boogieing across that. The first guy does too. The first guy in the in the red singlet with the white t shirt under it, he's humming too. Oh, he is fucking moving. I don't know why you would go hand over hand and not put your feet up, like, dude. Yeah, put your feet up one hundred percent. What are you doing? I don't know if like I learned this when I was on some fucking scouting trip and we had to go across and I was like, fuck, I don't know if I can do this. And they were like, oh, put your feet up. I'd never done it before. I put my feet up and went across that and I was like, this is this is a piece of cake. Now, I was 13. I was probably 86 pounds. <laughs> I, so once again, <laughs> we get the, the second dude. to last guy go across the rope here. The dude who looks like Uri Geller in the blue tracksuit. He does look like Uri Geller. <laughs> he goes across, gets across, and then the ninja swords him across the fucking mouthpiece, and he falls. And again, we get a pig in a tracksuit thrown off the top and down to the rocks Dude. below. <laughs> it hits hard. It hits and I hard. love how it. I love how it's about two hundred pounds because you know we have all seen dummies that get thrown that are like you know just clothing stuffed in clothing you know and they just kind of float and drift and flit yep. all the way down but these guys drop it's oh, amazing the, this, the fucking velocity this drops like a stone and when it hits the rocks yeah. it does that like real shallow like just bounce a little bit which just goes like thump, and like yeah just the yeah. impact of it <laughs> it's awesome yeah and you can 
it doesn't actually do it, but in your mind you see it kind of spread out wide and snap back. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, like when it hits with that force, it's just like splap, like, Jesus. Yeah, they were they were picking organ meat out of that fucking zipper for sure. You're fucking right. You know they they probably they probably took that pig meat after they threw it off the cliff in the tracksuit and just barbecued it for the insane asylum people coming up in well, the next little bit. That's uh, I want to get to that when we get to it because that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So now we get the two guys that made it across. We get Thorg. And uh, the other guy, the, the the Japanese dude with the red the red singlet with the white shirt under it, they're on the side of yeah. this river, and they get into a fist fight because they both want to live. And I think Thorg is wanting he wants to be part of these dudes, right? He he just fucking attacks them like he's he's interested in like surviving the Richard Norton, but he's also going to take out the competition because he wants to win the favor and like they, they basically say that everybody wants to put because this the position of parmesan is like you know <laughs> perfectly for the for the cold war and like yes if if an if an evil country won this ridiculous race if an evil country if another like, evil country another evil country then it could be really bad for the united states it could and these ninjas that are holding up the flags here refereeing i'll use that word loosely this fight they hate their lives you can tell they don't want any part of this they're just standing there like fucking just can you go this way please just follow the fucking stupid flag please yeah so thorg runs off into the woods after killing red shirt guy uh jonathan comes up sees him like oh no sees thorg run off now he was a fan of thorg back in the the banquet there he was like oh i love you you think you're awesome i was a fan back from whatever he says budapest or some shit because I think he's a big or, yeah, wrestler or some shit, ones. right? Yeah, he says, I'm a huge fan of yours, Thorg. You're the best. And then, you know, he sees the Japanese guy murdered he's like, and just kind of locks eyes on him like, oh, you disappointed me, Thorg. And it's like, you're in a fucking game of death. One person's going to survive. So yeah, hold hold your preachiness. Stop your pearl clutch in there, princess, and fucking deal with this guy. <laughs> Clutch the Christ. pearls. What a sneaky thing to do. What a sneaky thing to do. So now we get a fight between Thorg and Jonathan here. And uh, I actually kind of like this a little bit because, you know, Thorg is, what is he, 6'6"? Six, six? Like, oh, yeah. And Cabot is, I mean, Kurt Thomas was 5'5". Five, five. Like, he's super tiny. So he's using this tree in between them as they fight to kind of get a barrier. But then he sees the arrow guy behind him and hears Tadashi Yamashita and the Falcon be like, listen, only hear the sound yeah. of the woods. And uses himself to kind of get out of the way and let the arrow guy shoot Thorg. Which is yeah, kind, Thorg kind, of, gets kind of a good an move. arrow right in the fucking peck right in the fucking and left he tay. basically pulls it out falls down and you're like oh he's dead but no he fucking shows up later he does show up later much very glenn close ish and now the part that yeah. you were talking about where all the uh ninja archers are there kurt thomas ducks behind a tree and like nine arrows slam into these two trees next to him and then he steps out behind them like a hundred percent dude they shot arrows into that tree with him fucking behind it if the arrows weren't vibrating, I could see that they would basically have him duck behind the tree, have him move out, shoot the arrows, have him move back and step out, and then just edit edit around it. But the arrows are vibrating. I think he was legit behind that tree, man. He was there. That's the- fucking dangerous. Oh, yeah. Jim Cotta almost killed Kurt Thomas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real. So now they have to go, Kurt Thomas, to the escapes. dumbest part of this 
fucking movie. The dumbest and, at once, the most amazing part of this movie. He gets to this ninja, and the ninja's pointing, and you see this big fucking stone village on top of the hill, and off we go to the village of the crazies. Who, if they're all crazy, who built this massive village? Like, Dude. the village of the crazies asks more questions than it answers, but it is amazing. So just describe the village of the crazies, and then let's describe who plays the crazies. So, narrow alleyways, large courtyards, all stone, very medieval-ish looking, sort of early Europe looking type of set. Castle, which is clearly an actual place. And there's all of these fucking crazy people that are just wandering around moaning and laughing and making animal noises and being all fucking crazy. And you have to navigate through this town. But like you said, who, who provides food for these people? Who makes their clothes? Like, who, like, where's the sanitation? Where's the water come from? What the fuck? There's, there's, there's so much. But now, tell everybody about the actual actors uh, <laughs> that so, play the crazies. Because I have a fucking, I, I legitimately have a huge problem with this. Oh, yeah. So, the actors, okay. To be fair, everyone that Kurt fights and kicks is a stunt person. But all the other extras in the background, according to the internet research, which may or may not be true, but from what I read, they were all actual inmates from a Yugoslavian insane asylum who were brought in to play fucking crazy people and were paid with a buffet and booze. That is fucked up. Like, that is real. Like, that is like, that is wrong and exploitive and like, and, and fucking dangerous. Like, that's so fucking bad. Like, it's so bad. That is, that is really bad. Like, and they were probably bragging about it back at the studio. Yeah, they got actual nuts from the nut house. It's got, you know, an air of legitimacy to it. Plus, we didn't have to pay them Plus, fuck all. We paid them didn't have to a pay couple them beer and a fucking salami sandwich yeah. and some broken pig that we picked up from the bottom of the crevasse. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have that crevasse pig. Once we peeled them out of that fucking velour Adidas tracksuit, fucking cooked them up, fed them to the, fed them to the crazies, and... Uh, the 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 80s were never good at actually portraying people who were insane no because they always they always just play them like there's a guy that attacks him with a sickle yep. that's just going yeah 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 and then he just cuts his own arm off at the wrist yep his, sure does like, hand and wrist and then walks away and then lays down in the leaves and bleeds to death and, and Jonathan looks at him and immediately turns into fucking William H. Macy from Fargo and goes, Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, like, oh, like, I would have slightly stronger words if I were him, but he just goes, Oh, jeez. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what in the f- And that concludes part three of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part four. If you'd like to get the entire podcast on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Patrons get the full show Sunday night without any ads. If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. 
Please follow us on social media at Twitter. We're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes, if you could. That would be awesome. Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part four, and we will be back in your ears very soon.